0: Hey, welcome back to Verse. I know it's been a while since I did my last podcast, but I'm back and I only do these podcasts when God leads me to do them. So this podcast is a little mixture of things. I'm going to be telling you this new information that I received from God today. And I'm going to be talking about some Bible verses that I've highlighted in my Bible. What I do when I read my Bible is that I highlight the things that are sticking out to me and that speak to me, and that things that are of conviction, so that I when I flip through my Bible at times, could read those and remind myself of those things as an extra reminder. Because, you know, you can read the Bible and you can forget some things. So I definitely suggest all of us to do that more. Just if you're running well one time and you can't read a full book of a Bible or a full chapter of a Bible and stuff, just flip through some of the Bible verses that you've highlighted to at least refresh yourself, remind yourself. Some way, somehow, you should... Read the Bible daily and pray um, whenever. like, It's great to pray at least once a day, but if not, then don't. But it's always great to pray because it's a way that you can talk to God and give Him your request and show Him how you feel and release all that stuff. And prayer is a weapon. Prayer and the word of God is a weapon in your life. Because we don't fight by flesh and blood. We fight by principalities and spirits. And it's not about flesh and blood that matters of the fight. It's about the spiritual battle. Because the spiritual battle, it all forms in the spiritual. And then it manifests into the physical so i'm gonna get into the word i've received from god today and this word is a warning and it is truth and this is gonna test your belief and faith of what he says and you can also pray about this and see if god tells you the same thing because don't always 100 percent rely on people that's the main lesson always rely on God and if you hear something that you're listening to that God led you to it's for a reason he wanted to speak to you about this but if you watch something on your own will and you're not sure if it's true or not pray about it and listen to him because many people pray and they talk and talk but they don't do enough listening and then they don't get any answers from that. So please listen and see if this is true. But the word today is. Apparently, and I'm shocked. Because I've never been into this whole thing ever in my life. Even before I knew God. <laughs> but apparently aliens are real. But aliens aren't the way we imagine them to be. Aliens Look a lot different than, and I don't know what they look like, but I know they look a lot different than what we expect them to look like, and they're a lot more intelligent than human beings, and they have been traveling a lot, and they have been on Earth, and some of the videos, not all, but some of the videos of like aliens being caught in the sky is apparently true, and I didn't know this until God revealed this to me today, and he is telling me this, and he wants me to tell you guys this as a warning that this is going to happen very soon, and an alien invasion is going to happen very soon. I know this sounds like Wait a minute, I thought you were a Christian, where are you going with this alien thing and what is happening right now? But, listen, I wasn't really into aliens, Uh, take my word or not for it, but I wasn't really into aliens, so this is definitely from God because I don't willingly want to learn about aliens or anything, but he told me this and wants me to tell you guys this to prepare ourselves And expect for this to happen. I know these aliens are going to come onto Earth. And I don't know when. He cannot tell me. Just like we don't know when the rapture is. We don't know the day or the hour. He won't tell you. You'll see it for your own eyes. But he said take my word for it. And this is going to happen. And when he says this is going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. And... They're going to come onto this earth, and they're going to try, no, not try, but they are going to kill many innocent lives, and they're highly intelligent. My dad, my, (laughs) I called him my dad, God told me that if you shoot at one of these aliens with one of your guns, all it's going to do is make them kill you (laughs) faster the best thing you can do is run run away from it and hide in a very safe place and if you shoot at these aliens these aliens are gonna realize what they're gonna know what gun you're using they're gonna know how much power that gun does how much damage it does they know everything about it they're highly intelligent and they have been studying us humans, so they know a lot about us, which is it sounds terrifying, but he told me to have faith and not to be afraid during this time and hide. And he says, Shortly after this alien invasion happens, the rapture is gonna happen. And like I said, I don't know when that is, and I'm not supposed to know. It even says in the Bible that. Not even Jesus Christ knows when this day is going to come, until that day comes. So, that's the word for today, is prepare for an alien invasion, and remember these words. So whenever this happens, remember that I said it was going to happen. Not that I said, but God said, because I don't speak on my own accord. I don't want to go according to my flesh. And all complete honestly, I didn't even want to do this podcast today. But I realized, and God told me, that my flesh is always going to make, tell me and want to make me do nothing. And I say I want to fight my flesh because doing nothing doesn't do anything good for either me or for God or for anybody that I can possibly affect. So, yes. And during these times very very big and very um ex- existential and crucial to have faith. And to not be afraid. I know this is going to be hard. I'm not even going to share how I'm not going to be afraid of this when it happens. But do not be afraid. Just know that you're right sitting with God and the rapture is going to happen very soon. And that even if you do die from, an, from the aliens, which is not. Which may or may not be in your plan. You're going to have to talk to God personally about what your plan is for your life. And stuff like that. Just remember, at the end of it, you're going to go to heaven anyways. And (laughs) it's better to be in heaven than on this earth. Alright, that's a fact. Now I'm going to get into some Bible verses. Um, I'm going to say as many as I can uh, before the timer thing runs out. But I'm going to let God guide me to the specific highlighted ones. And God just convicted me of this because, in all honesty, I was like, why do I even hope? Because it feels like I've been let down. I feel like every time I hope in something that is going to happen, I get let down, but he just convicted me of this, to not lose hope, to keep hope, and remember that every time you fall, he is going to pick you back up, do not stay, fall in and let go, that's the thing I was having to learn too, is to let go, but it's not worth keeping it in and I know you might be thinking and I definitely thought this what's the point of letting go and making myself feel better if it's not going to change the situation but would you rather waste your time and rather be in your flesh rather feel terrible the rest of the day or would you rather get back up and keep going as God commands us, and as you should, because God is worthy, and looking for him is worthy, no matter how hard it gets, and I'm going to read you the verse, the two verses that convicted me, and might convict you, in Romans chapter 8, verse 24, and 25, for in this hope, we were saved. and hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And I just realized this. Waiting for it with patience. That's something I struggle with for a very specific topic. Um, I struggle with patience and I just realized that now that it is with patience and God also told me this word today of you don't focus on time. Imagine time is not existent and this is for the reason of if you feel like you have enough, don't have enough time to do what you want, or have enough time to spend with a person that you love. Remember this, okay? He told me this, and this might help you. You have the perfect time. He gives you the perfect time. The perfect amount of time all the time because he knows what's best. And yes, it might not make any sense, and you might say, how is that the best? It doesn't feel perfect. The reason why it doesn't feel perfect, he told me, is because we aren't perfect, and we can't understand what perfection is because we aren't perfect, we have never been perfect, and we will never be perfect. The only person on earth that was ever perfect was Jesus Christ, and what? and God is the only other perfect person, then they both will be perfect always. But as for the rest of us, we will be imperfect. And don't put yourself down for it, because God is not expecting you to be perfect. He doesn't want you to be perfect. He just wants you to give it your all. He wants you to give what you feel to Him so that you don't carry the weight on your shoulders and He carries the weight for you, that He makes you feel better, that you spread His word to others, that you love Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love others as you love yourself. And to obey him and have a relationship with him and be in prayer because you can have a relationship with him and not obey him and still displease him. It's all truth. And now is leading into my other Bible verses. To eight Romans chapter eight verse five To 7. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And this is why we have to fight our flesh. Because the flesh is naturally against God. When we're born, we're naturally rebelling against God. We didn't choose God. He chose us because we've naturally always want to go against God because of flesh. Okay, so our flesh is who we think we are, and our bodies, and what we want, and what we think is best for us, but the Spirit is our Spirit and God's Holy Spirit guiding us to what is actually good for us, who we actually are. And what is the best thing to do? Because we think that we know, but it's not the truth because the enemy tells us lies. And we believe in those lies because it sounds like truth to us through the flesh. But if we put aside our flesh and let the Holy Spirit live with inside of us, which is possible, you need to have faith in that. He will guide you he'll be your comforter he will convict you God will convict you God will guide you God will tell you the truth keep you in the truth because the spirit doesn't work on its own accord but it works on god's accord only and God knows everything God is the light there's no darkness in him. Not even the littlest tiniest spot is dark of him. He is completely light. That's why the way we are, we cannot see God because see God through Jesus Christ. We can see God through other people, through the Holy Spirit, but we cannot see God's completeness. That's why we see God's form. But we can't see God's completeness because He is so holy and so bright. And the point of this is he's so holy, so bright, he's so powerful. He's more powerful than anything that has been created, anything that you can even imagine. Even the anything that you imagine that has so much power, God can overpower it. He knows everything, and he is love. He doesn't want to harm anyone. Since he knows everything, he knows what's best for you. He hates sin, so why would he guide you to something to sin? It doesn't make any sense, and I'm telling you this, that God just wants the best for you. God wants to help you. God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to obey him, not because he's like, you must obey me because what I say is what I say and it must be done. It's not because of that. He wants you to obey him because he knows if you choose this choice, right, and you don't choose God's choice, his choice, you will have to follow consequences. Something might be bad happening. For example, you want to go drive over to your favorite place and God is telling you do not go there today because do not go there today and he doesn't tell you the reason why he wants you to step out in faith right and you don't do that something bad happens but if you would have stepped out in faith and obeyed him and then asked him later why didn't you want me to go he would tell you Something bad would happen to you. And I don't want anything bad to happen to you. That's why I want you to obey me. And he knows perfect ways. Like he puts you. He says wait. Don't go to this place. Go to this place at this time. Because then. Right then and there. A person that God wants you to help is right then and there. And it's also working through you. For helping others as well God is an amazing person And God is the spirit That's why we have to live through the spirit Now flesh is the complete opposite of everything that God is It's literally like the enemy I'm not gonna say his name But like the enemy And it is an enemy to God and i'm going to hit into another bible verse and i want you guys to know that i'm i'm not sure but i bet there is people that say or feel or think that okay but god loves me but maybe because i sin so much god doesn't love me anymore don't ever think that god doesn't love you He loves you even when when you were a sinner. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, died for you while you were a sinner. He loves you. And here's a Bible verse to explain how much he loves you and that he will never stop loving you. Romans chapter 8 verse 38. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord god never will stop loving you the only person That could stop loving God is yourself. The only person that could move away from God is yourself. Because God never chooses to leave you. God never forsakes you. He never leaves you. He always loves you. He's always giving and pouring out your love. And he told me today that I'm always pouring out my love for you. All you have to do is stretch out your hands and accept it and take in my love, and not be in the battle, not be in the battle and focusing on just the battle, but focus on me, my holiness and my love for you, and I will get you through it. And when you are done getting through it, you grow and you learn. Growth is a very important thing growth you gain more wisdom and more knowledge and more love and understand things more and you that means also you pour out more sin you walk away away and away from sin and closer and closer and closer to god you can do it you can do it all right Next Bible verse is also in chapter eight of Romans. It's verse twenty eight and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. God has a purpose for every single person. God has a path for every single person, and every single person Is not going to have the same exact path you might start off maybe the exact same but you won't end off at the exact same place as everyone is unique just like how everyone has a unique sense of taste and a unique fingerprint we're unique from each other in every way he has a purpose for us and he makes things work out good so If something bad happened to you, expect something good to happen afterwards. Because God always takes the bad things and make it good. God takes the bad things and he puts it as a lesson. And you learn and you grow stronger and you come out of it even better. And you understand more and you have more love and you grow closer to him. Everything will work out for the better in the end. Remember, you're not just doing it to get to heaven. Heaven's an amazing place and it's a place you want to be. You do not want to be in the place that's opposite of that. Trust me it's a real place and whatever suffrage that you have been going through in your life and your whole lifetime is hundred times even thousands, millions, quadillion times. The biggest one you could think of times more suffering for eternity than anything you have experienced. And I do not want that for anybody. And that's why we preach the gospel to all creation so that they all have a chance to repent and not go down there. The reason for repenting isn't it not because God's like, oh, you have to be this type of person. Reason for repenting is heaven wouldn't be heaven if people didn't repent from their sins. Heaven would not be just like another earth and no one wants to live on this other earth that much. I mean, some people do, but it shouldn't be so. But especially for us Christians, we do not want to be on this earth. Any longer than we have to. Whenever God tells us we're going to heaven, we take it and we're happy about it. Like yes, let's go, because I'm gonna tell you a verse right now. Because we love God, and this is the verse: First John chapter two verse fifteen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, and the reason why. We don't love the world. For example, money. You can't serve God in money, by the way. But, for example, money. Because money is the root of all evils. People want money so badly that they sin, that they kill, that they steal, that they murder in their hearts. That they do all the possible terrible things you could think of for money. We don't like sin. When you become like Jesus, when you become like God, you start hating sin just like he hates sin. Sin, does it do anything? No, it doesn't. It gives temporary satisfaction. And it just kills people. It destroys people. It kills, steals, and destroys. That's all it does. Don't even think that it does anything else. But it's just temporary and it's not going to last long because this world is going to pass away soon enough jesus christ is coming soon and i hope that you hear this word and you take it in and realize jesus christ is coming soon and that you repent so that you can make it repentance is not just saying sorry father for doing the sin and doing it again the next day repenting is Saying sorry for your sins and trying your best and keep fighting against that sin and don't do it again. And if you fall and do it again, he'll pick you back up and he's going to say, go and sin no more. So he's going to teach you how to sin no more. He's going to change your heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Like I said before, watch the other podcast to know my description of it. So don't love this world. We don't love this world because it's a terrible place. The only good people in it is the people that love God. And I'm gonna get into another Bible verse. And also a reminder, I'm gonna say this verse one more time, and this one is always a great reminder, is Matthew chapter six, verse 19 to 20 no to twenty-one. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? Therefore, where is your heart? If your heart is in this world, why? This world... It may seem like everything, but trust me, it is not everything. This life is actually a vapor. This life is actually the temporary thing. Eternity. Are you going to live this life, loving the world, and having all the things that you could possibly want, and then suffer forever for eternity? Are you going to suffer now? And live happily and merrily for eternity. you got to make that decision. And you don't always suffer. The, um, Jesus Christ, God's burnings are light. But we find it hard because of our flesh. But it's actually light. And we don't always suffer. We also have great times. We also have good times where we laugh and stuff like that. And be joyful, but there is suffering that comes. Why work so hard for something that is temporary? Work hard for your Savior, for the Lord your God, because they are forever. And heaven, even though it's gonna pass away and it's gonna be recreated, it's gonna be for eternity, anyways. Love God, I love Him so much. Another Bible verse, in Matthew chapter 6 verse 22 to 23, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Ask yourself that and Pray about it. How great is this darkness in you? Because you either have such darkness or light. It cannot be both. It's it's so proven. Try it. Try and see if light and dark can be in the same exact place. No, it's gonna be side to side. You're gonna see some shadows. The shadows are not in where the light is, it's on the opposite side. And it's the same way spiritually. Another Bible verse that is very existential And I don't see people preaching these Bible verses much. They rather preach God is love and that's it. But God, the God that you know that is portrayed in this world is not the true God. Read the Bible for yourself and realize that what people say is not the real God. Because right here, God doesn't say it's easy to get into heaven. God doesn't say that. Everyone goes to heaven and it especially shows it right here in this chapter in this verse Matthew chapter seven verse thirteen to fourteen Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow And the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. It's actually opposite what the world says. The world says, so many people go to heaven. Only like the murderers and stuff go to hell. No. There is many that go to that place. And very few that go to heaven. Are you going to be one of those few? Listen to this verse to these two verses once more, and let those who have eyes see, let those who have ears hear. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy, that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow, and the way is hard, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Not many people know this truth and do not read the Queen James Bible. The Queen James Bible goes against the original Bible because they just want to live by their flesh. They just want what they want. And I understand that feeling. With certain things, you're like, oh, why can't I just have this? Because it's your destruction. It's your destruction. You think it's good. You think it's good, but it's so temporarily satisfying, temporary happiness. It's not even true happiness. Please, listen to these words very much. Do not read it, because they took out stuff of the Bible. And in the Bible, it says not to do such a thing. They say... Homosexuality is not a sin when homosexuality is a sin. Why? Because God loves life. He doesn't love death. He doesn't love destruction. Okay? And by you being in that way, you marrying same sex, you're not going to be able to recreate anybody. And yeah, people may say, I've heard that so many times. Like, so what? Wow. Wow. And that is even crazier to even say. But think about this. Think about the life that you have. Think about it in this way. That you had the chance to live. That you had the chance to love somebody, right? You love that person, right? You get a chance to love that person, right? But you just took that other person's life by not being able, not letting them be created through you, in the path that God had for you. That soul, that life is taken away. It's just like being murdered because you want to live through the lust that you think is love. Lust is not love. Lust is lust. Lust doesn't get you much of of anyone. The guy, the girl could be so good looking, but they're not the ones for you. And then you realize, my life sucks and you wonder why. Because you're living through lust. I had to learned that too. I was like, oh, this guy is so cute. This guy is, this other guy is so cute. Attraction does not matter when the heart is terrible. The heart is just terrible. Who wants that? I'd rather have a good heart and look ugly on the outside than look pretty on the outside and have an ugly heart. And also, God doesn't view people like us people view. It even says in the Bible, it's not word for word, but you could look up the Bible verse. I don't have it on me right now. But, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. That's actually word for word. I'm surprised it did that. Looks on the heart. He looks on the heart. So yeah, look, oh, you look so pretty on the outside. Oh, you look so handsome. But what's going to happen when it comes to Judgment Day and your heart has the bad seeds in it? You're going to perish. You're going to perish for eternity. And I don't want that. So pray that God changes your heart because all of us has this heart that makes us Perish, but God is the only one that can get us through. God's the only one that can give us a new heart. We can't do it ourselves. You don't go to God all fixed up. God is the one that fixes you up. Remember we are all born we were all sinners. We don't make ourselves not sinners because we are weak. The flesh is weak, but God is our strength. Joy to the Lord is our strength. And another Bible verse I have to say that touches upon about the appearance thing is in Mark chapter 12, verse 14, it says, And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Keep that in mind. Uh, And... I got the actual Bible verse right here that says in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So you could do all these mighty works in his name. That he could still tell you, depart from me and work of iniquity, because not the works that saves you. It's the love for him and for others, For love covers a multitude of sins. You could still do mighty works in his name and still sin. You can go to church on Sundays and still sin during the week. That ain't gonna get you to heaven. Just think about it. God is a person, a spirit. He has feelings, too. We're not the only ones. He is the one that created us. Of course he has feelings. How can someone create feelings if they never had feelings themselves? Ask yourself that. Okay. Sorry for the pause there. <laughs> and also, don't think that you get stuff from yourself. It's all from God. Okay? It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, not that we are significant in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. You think otherwise is pride, and God does not like pride. He doesn't accept it. Not only is he loving, but he's a father. Father disciplines the children to be good children, right? God also disciplines. He's also firm. That's the side that people don't choose to learn about him, don't choose to accept about him. But he is a father as much as he is a friend. He's a father as much as he is a lover. He's a just God. He's perfect. Nothing can ever change that. And in chapter 3, verse 8, no, sorry, 6. In 2 Corinthians, it says, Who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant? Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Let those who have ears hear. And I also would like to touch upon this topic again that I've touched upon before. Is that don't think that you can stay the same and love God at the same time, and be God's child at the same time. You can't have both. No. Because when you give your life to God, you are made new. There's no old thing in you. There's no old you. And that's why you have a testimony. Otherwise, if, if you didn't pass, you also didn't pass away, you wouldn't have a testimony. And testimony is there for you to acknowledge God, for you to thank God, and also to glorify God by telling your testimony to others, by showing how much God can change people, how much hard work that he does, how much power he has. It says in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Let go of who you are and let go and accept and receive who you truly are. The new you, the new creation. Because God, God can have, cannot have sin. He is holy. Holy means set apart. People don't understand. People don't realize how holy God is. He can't bear sin. It's like a vampire can't bear the light. That's how you can kind of think about it with sin and God. That's why you can't go to heaven in that way. And a couple other Bible verses to end it off. Chapter 3 of James, verse 14 But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. In the same chapter, verse 17, it says, But this wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, and good fruits, impartial and sincere and one of my favorite verses is in chapter 2 of James verse 15 if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food um, verse 16 and one of you says to them go in peace be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body what good is that chapter 17 I mean verse 17 so, also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Cannot have works without faith, and cannot have faith without works. And in chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. For whoever humbles themselves now will be exalted, but whoever exalts themselves will be humbled. That's just a side note. That's also another Bible verse, but that's not the Bible verse that I'm talking about that I just said. In first Peter chapter two, verse fifteen to sixteen, for this is the will of God that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil but live living as servants of God. These are the Bible verses that I wanted to say to you guys today. Guys, be in prayer, try and listen to the voice of God and be um appreciative of every little thing. If you got a roof over your head, be appreciative. If you got a job to keep the roof over your head. Be appreciative. you got a meal to eat today. Be appreciative. Be appreciative of the birds that you hear in the morning. Because that's also one of the things that you realize. Wow. I should be more appreciative. And I realize that. And many other children of God has realized that too. Because we're so easily taking for granted these things. Because other people don't even have a roof over their head or a meal to eat. So be, we should be very thankful for what we have. And be thankful to the Lord for everything that he has done for us and for saving our lives. Love you all and be blessed. And stay tuned for my next podcast if you are interested. God bless you.